Yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> oh, oh we can be edited. Yeah. <laughs> in Europe, I smoke in nice. Europe. Mm, nice. Went in Rome. I went in Rome. Well, European cigarettes supposedly are healthier. Yeah, that's sure. what I tell myself. Sure. Uh, it's actually more so that uh, vaping is actually unpopular in Europe. Yeah. Huh. Cigarettes are more popular. Mm -hmm. um, they're much more prolific. Cigarette. Yes. Yeah. So, Ubiquitous. Yeah. Vaping is like, no, you don't vape. Kid Europe. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's like really, they're against it. Mm. So it's hard to find vape shops. Oh, interesting. Like really hard. Huh. So. They're against it, like, fashionably, or are they, like, against the health risks? I think, I mean, I, I think everyone understands the health risks with yeah. tobacco, but yeah. they're more against the, the look of it. Yeah, yeah. You know what it's I mean? It's kind of like, douchey. Yeah. Or it, it just has that stigma. Yeah, it just yeah. has that stigma, for sure. Mm -hmm. so. Mm -hmm. so what do we have to say? Oh, well... Welcome to this episode of Cutting It Close with Cliff and Kelsey. Look, we are it's Josh. Joined by Josh Lee. Hello. Uh, in this episode, we talk about a ton about how there's kind of this uh, ACM wonderkind who just went straight into working on a hit CBS network TV show. It's a great time. Yeah. Not just as a PA, too. He's mm -hmm. like up there. Working up. Yeah. Working it yeah. up. Working it up. And but then. And then heading out to Cannes uh, mm -hmm. and partying with um, Akon. Hopefully Kendall Jenner. No, I'm talking about the first time. Oh, first time, yeah. yeah. First time, yes. Yeah, yeah we yeah. talked about Weinstein's boat. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then, uh, yeah, heading out there again. Yeah. And what's coming up for future filmmakers? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We talked yeah. about the Hawaii filmmaking scene, as mm -hmm. always. Yes, yes, yes. And Josh's ideas on distribution and... And just kind of good life and how advice. how to make money. Yeah, mm -hmm. how to make money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In our world. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> and and um, how to stay in your own lane, too. Yes. And not, not be concerned of what other people think of you. Control what you can control. Yeah, control what yeah. you can control. I like that. Perfect. Stoichiometry. <laughs> Stoicism. Stoicism. Yes. Listen in for the full details. Yes, indeed. And uh, check out our, uh, we'll have a little bonus thing uh, available elsewhere. Uh, we just couldn't stop talking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And um, so yeah, like a round two type of situation. Mm -hmm. it sounds like. Mm -hmm. so. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, but that's. I think that's it. Yes. Anything to add? Nothing to add. Uh, Thank you, MVMP, for letting us use this office. Indeed. Space. Indeed. Um, you can find Josh on Instagram at Josh Lee Photography. It's changed now. It's Joshua dot Lee, H I. Hawaii or something. I, I don't know. The girlfriend changed it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm sure if you can find me somehow. Lee is not hard to spell, so I think they can find you, Josh. Oh, I thought it was, uh, when I tagged you this morning, it was 965. 965 is the personal page. Oh. And then the professional page is something else. Joshua.lee.hawaii. There you go. That's the professional mm -hmm. one now. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> That's the one to share. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Well, let's um, let's. How do we? Let's get into it. Let, no, we can't say that. <laughs> we can't say no. That. Here we go. Here we go. Yes. <laughs> Round one. <laughs> Talk. One, two, three, four.
Yeah, yeah. It's only well, some people would say you're blessed that it doesn't go up here because some people shave every that's, morning that's up there, true. you know, Are you to guide it. That's Look how baby smooth is, it is. It. It does, <laughs> that's great. all I get. Whoa. See? That's insane. I get a Fu Manchu and that's it. <laughs> 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 you ever, like, curl it up for special events? No, she hates it. Oh. It's so it. hip, though. I know. I was like, you know, I could, like, handlebar yeah. this shit. And for that red like, carpet ceremony or something? Come oh, on. God, I want to. I want to handlebar it so bad. And she's like, no, you can't handlebar. You need to complete... The goatee. And I'm like, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so you don't trim the bottom or anything? No. Just kind of growing it out? So yeah, and it makes together. a nice little triangle thing. Yeah. I'm waiting for it to complete on this side. It's not there. Gotcha. It's, <laughs> it's been a year and a half of trying to complete oh my God. one side. Do you find that you like, like pull out your hair sometimes? Because Sawyer has this like patch over here that's all bare because he, oh, really? he pulls at it. Like oh. absentmindedly, you know, just when he's thinking... Oh, God, he's pulling hard then. <laughs> but maybe you do, and you just don't know it. Looking pretty yeah, I mean, I mean, over maybe. there, Josh. Like, oh, God, that's kind of scary. As you, like, yank oh, on God. him right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You got to put apple cider vinegar on it or something so you don't. Uh, oh, I got this nice beard oil thing. Oh, yeah. But I'm not sure if it's great. I don't know what it does. Mm-hmm. They just say, no, you should do beard this. Beard oil's really in okay. right now. Like, yeah, you know, condition yeah. it, make it yeah. nice. Yeah. Male hygiene is really in right now, which I like. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It's like, not weird. It's like caught weird. on and it's like, oh, just get it. Now it's here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now it's like, now it's like you have get to, to do get, it. You have to have a Spreza box. Like, yeah. get your Spreza boxes over here, $10 a month. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so what comes in those besides beard oil? I don't know anything about I those. think it, you know, you can choose what you want. So mm-hmm. you can put like a tie in there, you can put a shirt in there. You got oh, like sunglasses, no shit. You know, and they choose it every month and then mm-hmm. you spend like 10 or $30. And I'm like... And you get to keep it. Yeah, everything is yours. Mm-hmm. Everything is yours. Mm-hmm. That's like, right up your alley. You're so spooky. I, I don't need yeah. that much stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that's just a whole bunch of random shit that I don't need. That's true, new stuff every month. Yeah. 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 Like, that's such a girl thing. It's like we always want new stuff, you know? I think I've bought a total of four shirts in six years <laughs> all of my other shirts have been given to me mm-hmm. everything <laughs> like what a, i don't know what else to do with it I'm like i bought one pair of pants in two years you know six shirts maybe yeah. maximum i don't know oh you're always so fresh i was looking so fresh Maybe it's people just the old the gifts. style that's like cycling back in. Maybe. I maybe. think that's what it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, you certainly changed a lot since we first met. I don't know if you remember. It's, yeah, it's been, what, five years it's now? It's been like, has it been that long? Four you or know, five years. Four years. Because four years. 310. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah that was our totally. first like foray. Yeah. Was that five? That was just four years ago. Four years ago. I don't know why I'm thinking about this. So hard. It just sounds so weird. Five it's like fucking 2015, years. fall 15. Mm-hmm. With Anne. With Anne. And you know who's in our class? Louis, who's now like this famous celebrity. What? Did okay. you see his post yeah. the other day? Yeah. He's on Universal Studios. Yeah, if you're watching this, I'm so excited uh, for you. Mario so Lopez proud. And when I'm like, yeah, what the heck? Yeah, but so Roman's sick. doing great things too, though. Is he really? Yeah. What is he doing? Roman White, his dad is I like. I know about his dad, but what is he doing? He's like is following. He the, he's a camera oh, dude for I didn't ESPN. Know that. What? Yeah, he was working the Super Bowl. I think, Whoa. according to his Instagram posts. Oh my god! I need to follow him. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. But he was always so chill. That's awesome. But he's killing it. Yeah. Is he talking about Roman White. Roman. Oh, I don't know Roman. No. Oh, I'm sorry. I got like, so you guys ACM. definitely know each other longer than I've known either of you. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, true. 
But we're kind of in different ACM classes. I think you're mm. like one year behind us. Probably. Maybe? One generation behind. One something. generation yeah. behind. Yeah. Because you were more weird. with... Weird. You were more with Emma and all them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was more of your... And that's And Peter time. and those... Peter. Peter Susky. Oh. Is that I think I think he I want to say he helped out on RTL, but I don't yeah. I never really met him. I actually don't or know interacted him. with him that much. Yeah. Unfortunately. Really? Yeah. But Emma Daly, you work with a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We were in the three ten together, mm-hmm. and then she mm-hmm. the next semester she was on my three nine nine. Yeah, it's funny how that three ten group like your caravan. Mm. Yeah. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, Anne yeah. said that she's like three ten yeah. people are going to be the people you caravan with that wherever you go, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I really doubt that, <laughs> but. Sure enough. But here we are. Like four years later, we're all caravanning like Dude. on this on this pathway, you know. Yep. Let's yep. become filmmakers. It's so crazy. I just hit up Kilani the other day to congratulate her. Did you see her post? She was in the Cinematographer Guild magazine. Oh. She was mentioned by by PI. That's your, your affiliate. Well, because she was she was on all season as the DIT and then filling in as a second AC. For most of the season. Yeah. And then she left, read it towards That's the end, huge. and went to work on, which one? I forget which one. Was really? it Jurassic? You know, it wasn't Jumanji Jurassic. was here for a week. Jumanji just finished. It yeah. was one. It was, an, it was another Netflix one that I can't say. Okay, okay. Not okay. Triple Frontier. Oh, the, the Adam Sandler one. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Not you, you can't say it. We I can. can say it. <laughs> I can't say it. <laughs> Yeah. You're like, yeah. Because, you know, they were on stages with us, and it got complicated. Uh, and like, uh, not in a bad way, mm-hmm. it's just like, it got very complicated. We had two stages mm-hmm. at Magnum, mm-hmm. and then there was a third stage mm-hmm. that we were filling as a swing stage. Mm-hmm. Because originally, it was stage one had all the Magnum stuff, had the house and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Stage two had all the swing sets, mm-hmm. and then that became perm sets. Swing sets. Mm. Sorry. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> a toddler that makes you think of fun things. <laughs> and then stage three, which is kind of this blank canvas that mm. we didn't know what to do with because it didn't have grid up and mm. didn't have anything in it. Mm. Um, and then for a long time, King Kong was in there. Mm. And they're shooting, they shot one day. They prepped for two months <laughs> and shot for one day. What? Wow. And that was it. Hey, King this Kong has a lot of needs. He's a diva, I heard. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Then they cleared out <laughs> right at the end of December-ish. Mm-hmm. We made that another swing set. Mm. And then stage three moved <laughs> so into it. I not think of it any other way. Swing dancing. It's an entire swing. My mind first went to swing dancing, and I was going to make a joke about that, but uh, then I was like, oh, swings. <laughs> <laughs> so what is a swing set? What does um, that mean in terms of filming? So when I've you're, never heard when of you're, it either. When you're mm-hmm. on a studio, uh, mm-hmm. you normally have your permanent sets, which are... Designed in your prep phase. Okay. Um, so a lot of that is going to be recurring locations. Okay. So if you, like, say, for example, you look at Hawaii Five O in the coroner's office, that's mm-hmm. a permanent set. Oh. So they built that. And okay. it just is the same lighting, the same shooting every time. Mm. So Magnum, it's a guest house. Mm-hmm. Those are it's shot the same way, the same time, same place. Oh. And then swing sets are anytime that you want to shoot an interior and you want to control the lighting, the sound, all that fun stuff, mm-hmm. but you don't want to go to an actual location, you build it. Okay. And so on stage two for sets, we had like a bullpen and we had a hospital set and we had um, 
some like Afghan sets and so forth. Huh. That were all interior, so you need to control the light, but you can't fly to Afghanistan <laughs> to shoot there. Yeah. So you need to build it and make it look like it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but everything has to move because you only have X amount of space. So everything is built onto grids, which hang from the ceiling. Cool. So that basically you shoot one day on the stage, and then the next day everything changes. Yeah. For the next episode. So it literally swings from the grid when you sort of yeah it. in a way it's huh. it's kind of like they build a full room uh-huh. and it has a ceiling and mm-hmm. it has electrical and has lights and everything, hmm. but they can take it apart in less than two hours. Cool. Wait, and then when they take it apart, that goes on the roof. No, so they are, you know, they'll take apart into individual walls, and then yeah. they'll stack all the walls up into, like, uh, okay. another corner. Okay, okay. And okay. then they'll be like, oh, we're shooting, I don't know, in the HPD investigator room. Yeah. And they just pull, pull that out. from the wall and assemble it and then hang that from the grid. It's like and the, then it's up. the foldable walls of the Ramada Inn. Yes. In the conference room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Okay. Kind of. Okay. Yeah. That's my so revision point. that became the swing sets, but then eventually they became more permanent. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. So. Neat. Okay. Yeah. So I am very curious, because um, we met in, was it the editing class with George? I think so. The first, at least the first class we had to, together. Um, and uh, yeah, so you went from graduating to working for Magnum PI. Yes. In in an office with your own desk. And yes. Stuff. In the blink of with, an eye. With my, yeah. name, <laughs> with my name that says number one dad. Yeah. yeah. No <laughs> my title was number one dad. <laughs> Thank you to KC Lapidus. Oh, uh, KC. So I want to get really into um, what all you do on that, but also how did you even get here? Ooh. Well, that's an interesting kind of... So Question. we can go back a little bit. Like, sure. Obviously, you went through ACM. Right. But how did you get into ACM? Where did you did you grow up here in Hawaii? Did you grow up somewhere else? Where? These are great questions. Where did you grow up? <laughs> um, started in Colorado. Oh. I uh, grew up there. Fam's there. Awesome. All where, that fun stuff. Whereabouts? Littleton, right where they had that giant gun thing going on yesterday. Yeah. So God, you know, no one got shot. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Anyways, I came out here in 2014 okay. after graduating high school mm-hmm. and wanted to be an engineer. Oh. Funny enough, engineer. Mm-hmm. You see mm-hmm. me doing math and stuff? Like, <laughs> I mean, I can see you doing anything, Josh. You're no, amazing. No, I couldn't, no, <laughs> couldn't do an engineer stuff. So You're more I, of a people person. Yeah, though. I failed out of chemistry, failed mm-hmm. out of math, mm-hmm. or I didn't fail out, just didn't get placed. Mm. That's what they say. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> didn't place. Um, but then Scott Mahinram was in the Kappa Sigma fraternity. Mahanram. Mahanram. That's right. He <laughs> was in Kappa Sig, and <laughs> he was like, dude, if you like cameras, you need to come try ACM out. And I was like, okay, I like movies. Let's try it. Yeah. So sure enough, don't do anything my freshman year, like my first semester. Okay. Awful. Hmm. Didn't do anything. Hmm. Took Roman Greek mythology. Ooh. Yeah, it's good source material. Pretty fun. Yeah, for you know, for first semester where you you don't know what you're doing, you're just mm-hmm. getting drunk every night. It was mm-hmm. a great time. Okay, <laughs> loved it. All right, <laughs> but then second semester, I like pulled it all together, wrangled myself. Mm-hmm. Nice. Did ACM. There you go. You're still getting drunk all the time, though. No, I not, not too bad. Some of the time. Okay, okay. Just a little bit, <laughs> casually. I remember you in 310. Come on. <laughs> that was still my wrangling. Uh, <laughs> I see. So. Uh, you know, I got into ACM, and then Scott was like, you should try some 410s out. 
Tries for three nine nine or not four tens, uh, three nine nines. Like jump on production. Yeah, just basically. as a be a PA for three nine nines. So mm-hmm. literally, my I was in two fifty five. I was working on mm-hmm. a three nine nine, and that was the first time that they had the Alexa out. Ooh. And I think Jeremy Snell was the DP. Wow. If I'm not mistaken, before mm-hmm. he graduated. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, this guy's like really into it. He's like <laughs> into his vibe. And I'm like, I'm not sure I'm about this, but we'll just see mm-hmm. what's going on. Um. But I'm happy I stayed with it. Yeah. And then uh, got into 310, by the grace of God. <laughs> I was not. I very quickly realized, like, 310 is, like, you're make it or break it. You figure out sure. if you, you're going to be a director, you're going to be a DP, mm-hmm. or you're just none of the above. Mm-hmm. Because that's what they tailor it to, mm-hmm. directors and DPs. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They don't really teach you producing. They don't teach you gaffing. They don't really teach you grip. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to do all those things. But you have to do all those things in yourself. that semester. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I very quickly realized I was not meant to be a director, and I was not meant to be a DP because mm-hmm. there was people in there that just blew me out of the water mm-hmm. every single time. And I was like, Sawyer. <laughs> Sawyer. <laughs> Sawyer was one of them. Um, and so was... Jonas was in our class. He Jonas was, really was good. in that class. Mm-hmm. Sorry, was in that class. Mm-hmm. Basically, all the Kalani great. Kalani was really great Kalani in that was class in there. too. Uh, yeah. What's his name? Oh, Delilah. Mm-hmm. His name is slipping my mind. Sean. Sean O. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. oh his yeah. his movement stuff mm-hmm. blew me out of the water. Mm-hmm. And then there was great directors too, and I was like. Can we just not? Like, <laughs> I'm like sitting there in my dorm room, yeah. pulling out my, yeah, you know, DSLR, <laughs> like, yeah, this is great. I mean, I'm pretty sure you made the documentary on me. I did. Yeah. About did. hookah. Yeah. And cigars. We went we went into his um his apartment and I did my my documentary on him and it was just it was, a shit show. It was an absolute shit show. <laughs> it was so fun though. It was so fun. I did it on like the positive and negative effects of vaping. Oh, okay. And we were both really into Since vaping I back then. I quit. I don't smoke. Damn, Josh. That's awesome. I know. Dude, Good, yeah. high five. Believe not, uh, <laughs> Can you believe That's that? That's a fucking yeah, journey. I yeah. I know. So, <laughs> sorry, mom. <laughs> Hopefully you're not listening. <laughs> no, you're, you're um, here. And then did the normal ACM track. I tried to take mm. as many things as possible. Sure. So I took everything except for screenwriting because mm. I didn't realize mm. I didn't want to be a screenwriter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't write. I can't direct. I can't TP. So mm. I was like, well, what else can you really do? Mm-hmm. You know, you can put stands places mm-hmm. or you can put lights up places. But what else? Yeah. Mm. And it was like producing. Oh, well. What really goes into that? How do you define a producer? It's weird that they don't get us started on that earlier, like yeah. what a yeah. producer is. It's yeah. so essential. Yeah, it takes so long before it, you figure out even that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> what do you crazy. do? You yeah. know what I mean? Someone has to wrangle the money. Right. Someone has to wrangle the paperwork. Mm-hmm. But they don't teach you that. It's like yeah. high school. They don't teach you taxes. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're not getting <laughs> your taxes. Comparison. You're not getting your check. How do you do checks? Right. Mm-hmm. You don't learn producing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's something you have to seek out yeah. and kind of explore on your own, I feel mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Lizette does a great job at teaching the principles of it. Yeah. But one thing I've always said is that ACM needs an advanced mm-hmm. producer's course. Mm-hmm. Where you really dig into clearances and acquisition of rights how do you break down international rights domestic rights mm-hmm. what do the numbers mean mm-hmm. how do you work movie magic mm-hmm. like these are all essential things 
mm-hmm. that producers need to know before mm-hmm. they step into the ball game. Mm-hmm. And movie magic, you're talking about actual software, not right? Right. Like movie magic. Yeah. N- yeah. <laughs> the actual. I'm glad you clarified software. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm like, okay. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, the okay. scheduling mm-hmm. and the uh, actual budgeting process of mm-hmm. movie magic, mm-hmm. which is funny because ACM computers have it on every oh. single computer. Hmm. And they don't mention that. Jay was I've trying heard. to teach everyone how to use it, and then no one used it. <laughs> and I was like, every UPM I've talked to uses either Movie Magic or Hot Budgets. Mm-hmm. Hot Budgets, I believe, is a free or a cheaper version okay. of Movie Magic. Mm-hmm. Haven't worked with it, but Movie Magic is the quintessential like golden LA standard huh. for everything. Okay. So if you want to break down a line item or you want to break down a budget, that's mm-hmm. how you do it. Okay. Oh, that's some good info right there. So, I had no idea. It's expensive. Mm. It's like 300 bucks. But buy mm. it as a student because you get a discount. Serious. It's important. So you go through ACM. And, ACM, yep. And Graduated. Working a lot of uh, 399s and side projects and whatnot. Side projects, yes. Wait, were you producing those 399s? No. No. Once I was just a PA for those ones. But then yeah. as I've got, like, out of 310, out of Joel's classes <coughs> is when I started producing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know how to foray into this thing. How do you do it? Mm-hmm. Oh, so, so you were interested in producing before you even took it up? Yeah. You didn't produce in 410 or anything like that? No, nothing. Wow. I was just like, Dude, I like the idea of, him. of this. Yeah. He's just meant to be a producer. Mm-hmm. I like the idea. I was it's like, golden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. figure out what to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just kind of organize people, make sure everyone's in mm-hmm. the right place at the you right time. You always have that mind for money, too. I feel like you've I th- always... I think you have to. Yeah. As, a, as a producer, you have to. But once you get into the bigger ball game stuff, producers change. Mm-hmm. Their titles change. Mm-hmm. Everything about their jobs change. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's crazy. I mean, when you're a producer on an ACM film, you're looking at the whole picture. You're organizing, mm-hmm. making sure everyone's there, mm-hmm. equipment's there, food is there, yeah. Yeah. money is balanced, all mm-hmm. that stuff. But when you get up into the bigger stuff, you're not doing that okay. at all. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean... To degree you are. Yeah. But that's like 25, 30 years down the road. Okay. You know what I mean? Sure. So once I graduated, um, I didn't do anything for three months. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> not because I didn't want to, but just because it wasn't, I, I didn't get the phone call. Mm. So what I made the decision to do last year was I didn't want to do any 410s. I didn't want to do any 399s because mm-hmm. I'd already done all of them. Sure. Yeah. Or that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Instead, I hit up Tai Sanga mm. in, I don't know, what was that, November? Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, well, I'm trying to shoot my film that's Ohina. And I said, okay, cool. Like, let me know if you need help. And so he said, well, I'm not shooting for a while, but you should hit up Kiara Lacey because they're working in on contact. getting something going with Brayden. Mm-hmm. So I got in contact with Brayden, set up my interview with him, landed a production coordinating position on his one which was last taxi dance mm-hmm. then at the same time you and i were working on malka mm-hmm. so it's like we we landed back in january we shot malka i finished malka went straight to last taxi dance which was directed <laughs> by Braden, produced by bob bates mm-hmm. executive produced by kiara and i was a production coordinator hmm. and then a month later ty was like oh we're shooting i was like fantastic well what do you need me to do well, he connected me with Caleb Lucero, mm-hmm. who was the producer on the show, but he was also the, I believe, the DIT on Five O. Gotcha. So he was DIT I on Five O, but he was also working the Magnum 
um, pilot. Yeah. And then he was also producing for Ty for mm-hmm. Hey Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So I ended up working a lot with Ty and Caleb on that gig. And then I graduated and I didn't do anything. Just hung out for a while. And then literally in the middle of August, Caleb called me. He's like, can you come in for a interview tomorrow? Oh my gosh. Wow. I was like, I mean, sure. What do you, you really talk to Caleb at all over the summer or anything? You no. Picking I was up all jobs or anything? Just kind of hanging out. I mean, I shot maybe a commercial or two, but it yeah. was nothing serious. Yeah. Just PAing yeah. in commercials. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Caleb said, well, I want you to come in for wow. an APOC role. And I said, what's an APOC? <laughs> Everyone paused. <laughs> what off. is an APOC? Uh-huh. And they're like, well, it's an assistant production office coordinator. I was like, well, that's a really long title. And they're like, well, you're not really an APOC because you're not union. Mm. So you are going to come in as a prod sec, which is production secretary. Oh, okay. And I said, okay. Well, now that that's all clarified, what do, <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> what does that mean? Yes. I don't understand. <laughs> and uh, he's like, I don't know either. And I was like, fantastic. It's going to be a <laughs> loving experiment. Yeah. I love it. Let's do it. All right. So I came in and... He knocked on the right door, though, because I feel like you would be saying yes to anything and, and having like a studio right. opportunity is like what you were looking for. Absolutely. You know? mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I wanted and a long-term thing. Yeah, it was thing. so fresh. Wasn't that the first season? First season. Yeah. They were literally just two episodes in. Like, yeah. It was perfect timing. Perfect timing. So I came in and... and he I, knew you would do anything. You would go the extra mile because Hi Hawaii yeah. had a lot going on and yeah. you were... Going everywhere. way beyond what you were asked everywhere. to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was everywhere. <laughs> yeah. But it was a great show. It turned out fantastic. It turned out fantastic. It's like all over. We yeah. got Malco, we got Hey Hawaii, we got Last Taxi. They're yep. all going to LA. Mm-hmm. All three of them. I know. So. Round of applause. <laughs> you're going too, right? No. No, you're going to the one in Hilo. <laughs> yes. The main in Hawaii. Main Hawaii Film Festival. Yes. I know. Congratulations about that. Yeah, I saw your post. <laughs> Hell yeah. All these movies are just going everywhere. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Everyone's killing it. <laughs> Round of applause. <laughs> so and I interviewed, and I was going up against like four or five people. Mm. I didn't know them. Wow. But they were all Wait, They either, were there at the same time? No. Well, they kind of came in. There's three of us <laughs> at the same time. Oh, my oh God. wow. And uh, we all showed up, uh-huh. and we were all interviewing for the same job mm-hmm. with the same person. Mm-hmm. Can I be nosy? And they all... Is it an ACMer? No. Okay. okay. No, none of them were ACM. But at the time, Casey was there. Oh. So Casey was where I walked in. I was like, oh, Casey's there. Great. Like, yeah. it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. That's and a great way to start. Antonio, who is from the East Coast, but he moved out here. Mm-hmm. So he was an office PA. And Mejia was also a fantastic office PA. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had a producer, a UPM, a prod soup. So I interviewed with a prod soup. Um, and then production we had a, supervisor. Production supervisor. <laughs> yes. Prod and then, soup. Um, yeah. We had a travel coordinator and APOC, who was Desi. So that was kind of the whole composite of the office. Mm-hmm. And I sat down, and they're like, you know, this is kind of what you do. You organize all the distribution. You build. You don't build the call sheets, but you distro the call sheets. You mm-hmm. distro the revisions. Um, you do all the supplies orders. You start working with vendors and organizing the purchase orders and mm-hmm. then keeping track of all of it. Mm-hmm. You're also in charge of, you're like one of the main point of contact between L.A. Studio and all the Hawaii folks. Wow. So I was like, okay, I mean, that sounds great. I don't know what that means yet, but uh-huh. okay. It doesn't really start sound very intro level. No. It sounds mm-hmm. pretty major. It was, yeah. well, it's Being major the in the sense that. Being point of contact for LA? 
What? They call you at any time. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so, not your office line. I'm not, not your office line. Uh. Um, so you're on 24-7 mm-hmm. for seven months. Wow. Um, and I loved it. I loved every moment of it. Mm. Because you really see everything. Mm. And that's something that I think the biggest takeaway is, mm-hmm. as an office, anyone in the office, even if you're just sitting there, mm-hmm. you're learning something because you're seeing everything yeah. with everyone doing everything else nice mm-hmm. you disseminate everything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so if we don't have a functioning office nothing else will get done mm-hmm. they won't get their scripts they won't get their paperwork they won't get their one-liners the mm-hmm. meetings won't be held mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so really a good office is one that can build upon every aspect and mm-hmm. make sure that everything functions really well mm-hmm. so that's something i it took me like two or three months to figure out mm-hmm was just how to function at mm-hmm. that high of a caliber mm-hmm. every single day. Because mm-hmm. any mistake, it impacts the whole The set, whole production. Right? Yeah. yeah. Wow, so scary. So, so scary. I, I very quickly learned that with call sheets and with one-liners and information, it could be coming out at 1130 at night. Mm. You know, if a, if a revision drops in L.A. and it's affecting tomorrow's shoot, yeah. mm. Your actors need to know. Your director needs to know. Your DP needs to know. What if locations change? Oh, jeez. You know what I mean? Then you got to get in touch with your with your supervising location manager, your location manager. You're then in touch with all of your vendors because you've already set up a base camp. Then you're working with the state to build all the permits because mm-hmm. you got to move everything around mm-hmm. just because a revision change. Wow. Which is fine, because obviously it's story-oriented. Sure. You know what I mean? So uh-huh. if everything is story-driven, hmm. everything else needs to follow suit. Sure. Right. But at the same time, there's a lot of logistics that go into making a 45-minute show mm-hmm. yeah. in eight days. Yeah. Wow. So. Wow. I mean, you're shooting 12 to 14-hour days, minimum. Yeah. And you're shooting what some people... You shoot enough footage to be a feature length mm-hmm. in eight days. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> With just as many moving parts and bodies. Sure, sure. Yeah. Every week. So when those revisions come in at like say eleven o'clock at night mm-hmm. and they phone you, you're immediately you're getting on your laptop and you're like contacting yeah, people so right away. You the contact way your it boss comes first. To, like, it'll come to the revision. Normally it comes to me and then like two or three other folks. And then there's a process where I receive it, I do all the electronic distribution. Mm. So it will get sent to everyone that's on the production full time. So everyone has it. Mm-hmm. And then in the morning, depending on what time it is, first person in, which is an hour before call, runs all the physicals and then has to run that to set. Mm. So everyone has a physical copy of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then with the revision change, will come one-liner changes and mm-hmm. extra breakdown changes, mm-hmm. which will affect travel, which will then affect where people are moving to. Right. It's like a nightmare. It's a nightmare, but it's also fun because you oh, never sure. know what's going on. Yeah. Which is also kind of scary. Yeah. So you have to live you in like this kind of solving moment problems. Of, yeah. I was gonna say that yeah. that that belies your engineering roots or any yeah, yeah. solving desires. problems. Yeah, and yeah. logistics and all that fun stuff. Sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was a great time. Good catch. Yeah. Wow. Never a dull Putting moment. Huh? Never a dull together. moment. Maybe a moment to catch your breath. Maybe. Finally, it took seven months. Oh, okay. <laughs> now you're unemployed. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <Jeez>. Unemployment. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> but you survived. So, I would say so. Were there any, like, major hiccups that you, you came across? Any, like, major Ooh. cringeworthy, oh, my God, I can't believe I just did that? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, I can't go into, like, super specific detail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but there's definitely some moments where you're like, 
oh snap like (laughs) i forgot to do something and it's big like i forgot to pick something up or i forgot to schedule this or i forgot to send in this phone number or send this number to this person because they needed something Mm. so scary and so it falls like you learn to accept responsibility because no one's perfect yes and especially as someone that's so new into the industry at that high caliber Mm -hmm. everything is going to it's going to come in time. You just have to yeah. be okay with that. Mm-hmm. And you have to be okay with people yelling at you. Mm. And you have to acknowledge it because they're trying to teach you in the fastest way possible so you don't cost them more money. Yeah. Wow. You know what I mean? Well said. Yeah. So for the first month, maybe two months, I was really like badgering on myself. Like I felt like shit mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. single day because I was like, I'm just not doing what I want to do to the best that I can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was like taking steps every single day to be better. And acknowledging your faults and acknowledging the problems that were going on Mm -hmm. and then just trying to fix it. So I think that's something that was really important to learn, Mm -hmm. especially over the this last seven months, is understanding where you came from, but understanding where you need to go. Yeah. And then understanding the process that it takes to get there. Mm -hmm. So the goals, the little goals every single day to get to that point. Yeah. So so well said. And it's distribution too. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's really awkward when an X, Y, and Z person gets removed from the production, oh, and yeah. say they're a higher caliber person. Like, uh-huh. it's not just you know a PA or a second AC. Or, it's like it's a pretty high up person, mm. and you learn mm-hmm. really quick like how fast information travels. Mm. You may get it, so then you remove them from all the distribution because then they can't receive anything. Oh, Everything's yeah. confidential, right? Oh. And then you're already working on their, their out mm-hmm. of the islands. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If they're headed back to LA or yeah. wherever they're going. Mm-hmm. Um, and then information just spreads. Wow. Everyone knows. Because uh-huh. <laughs> within 45 minutes, you have a different call sheet. Yeah. And the call sheet, the first thing people check mm-hmm. is that call sheet. Yeah. yeah. And everyone's listed. Uh-huh. Yeah. So if, you, if your name's not listed, you know, it's kind of that <laughs> awkward moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's also listed. kind of this balance of information. <clears throat> yeah. Because you're, you're credited with lots of information lots of other people can't know. Mm-hmm. So you have to maintain that silence and secrecy Yeah, about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. But it's for the betterment of everyone. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Wow. Huh. So yeah, that's my foray into <laughs> the, the TV world. Rock on. So. Do you yeah. think that your bosses were sensitive to the fact that you had just graduated and no. you were new yeah. to this? <laughs> they didn't, they are didn't you care. grateful for that? Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. It um, seems that way. Like you, you didn't care that they yelled. Yeah. I wanted to thrive under pressure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, sometimes that pressure was so bitterly intense so that scary. you just like, you go a little bit nuts. Yeah. yeah. You get really paranoid about every single thing that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where like I started screenshotting individual emails mm. or screenshotting like things I was sending out mm-hmm. to X, Y, and Z people. Cause I was just that like in my mind about, okay, well what happens if I need to prove mm. that uh, I did something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, that aspect I think is something that is both good and bad hmm. because having to prove yourself is great. Mm-hmm. Prove you're able to perform a job. That's fine. Yeah. But being so paranoid with yourself that you're going yeah. to screw up mm-hmm. isn't a healthy way to live. Mm-mm. Yeah. So I'd say by the end of the season, 
I knew enough that I wasn't going to like get yelled at every single day. Mm-hmm. But I also didn't know enough to function to the highest of like what people would probably expect. Mm. Um, huh. At least, like with confidence, you mean? Yeah, I mean, I yeah. think to the fullest of my capabilities, could I've done a lot of stuff better? Yes. Mm. If even I was by going, the end, in, even yeah, like even the if I was month. going into season two, like there's already about fifteen or twenty things I would change. Yeah. Mm. I have a great basic formula and a great mm-hmm. basic set of this is what you should do. Yeah. Um, but it is a constantly evolving process yeah. in every way, mm. for sure. So. Mm-hmm. And that's exciting for you, though. That is. I love like, it. That's the run. And I yeah. see this. Yes and no, actually. No, it's <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> because I think the TV world is interesting. Like I was mm-hmm. saying, how many different types of producers are there? Mm-hmm. When you're on that big of a show and TV specifically, producers do different things. Mm. So, you know, you have a top producer that's just above the line. They're just dealing with talent. They're just dealing with executives okay. and so forth. Mm-hmm. And they have a little little or a decent amount of creative input mm-hmm. into the actual production. Because right. they're also working with the director to ensure that what the EPs and the studio want get done. Okay. Below them, you not necessarily below, but to the side of them, you have a UPM, mm. unit production manager, which is oh, both yeah. DGA and IOTC. So mm-hmm. that's like the other big thing. A producer can be just PGA or they could be DGA. It just depends on the person. But a UPM has to be a DGA and IOTC fulfilled person. IOTC oh, wow. is the um, is uh, the union. Yes. For grips. Grip, electric, electric. stagehands, um, basically anyone in the film industry in some way shape or form if you're mm. not a like a sound person no i think even sound is IATSE. i don't know who's mm. not fulfilled by IATSE. Mm. pas yeah pas probably yeah location managers and transpo mm. those guys are Transpo's not, not no transpo is teamsters oh yeah i've heard of the teamsters yeah for sure so for sure Biazzi takes care of it, of them. Mm-hmm. So the UPM deals with everything below the line. So that's all of your costs. That's all of your salaries. Everything runs through that person. Mm-hmm. And then your prod soup, at least in my case, was the one that was like planning the episode mm-hmm. and going in and reading the script and breaking it down and breaking down like, oh, we need a crane on this day. We have helicopters shooting this day. Or we have extra peoples coming in that day. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So she was planning it and then writing everything out to what it's going to look like. Mm-hmm. And then I was coming in at the tail end and making sure that those people got paid. Mm-hmm. They were at the right place at the right time. They got the call sheet. Mm-hmm. They had the map. Oh they had all everything they need to be successful for that day. So mm-hmm. much to mess up there. Yeah. No pressure. <laughs> and then at the end no of it, pressure. everyone got home safely, that there was no major accidents, uh. that the equipment got returned, nothing was lost or damaged. Oof. But you have a boss in all of this, so it's not yeah. all on you. Yeah, it's not all yeah. on you, and you're not signing the checks. Okay. There you go. <laughs> you're just coordinating. Right. Yeah, that's right. right. Disseminating information. But you do feel okay. responsible for the whole. Absolutely. I think yeah. if you if you don't feel responsible for everything you do in mm-hmm. some way, shape, or form, you're yeah. not doing your job right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Take an ownership. So. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. That's one of the biggest things I've learned for sure. Mm. Nice. So. Something I'm sim- I'm similarly going through yeah. in my own uh, personal development. So. Yeah. Cool. 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 It's ownership. Yeah. 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 Take being accountable for mm. everything. For everything in your life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, started studying Stoicism uh, recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Stoics. 
Um, what do you think? Sorry. Is that like stoichiometry? No, oh. um, it's it's a philosophy. <laughs> oh, um, I like those from uh, like origin. Like, there's a couple. The the big biggest name I can remember is uh, Marcus Aurelius was was big into it, and it's kind of a foundational whatever. And uh, basically, control like taking ownership of what you can control. Everything you know in your own life, your mm. own problems, what's going on inside, and mm. um, it's it's actually as I've been getting a little more into it, it's. Um, I can I can see reflections of it in uh, the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Have you read that book? No, you should. Great it's book. super great. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah. And actually, they they took an example from uh, the Adam McKay episode of You Made It Weird, okay. um, where he says like uh, people get dignity and respect confused. Um, hmm. People say you're not giving me respect, but your focus should not be on whether or not you're earning respect, but hmm. are you composing yourself with dignity? You can control how you respond hmm. and how you approach the world. And um, Gary Vaynerchuk also uh, gets into this, um, like, owning your shit. And because um, when, oh, shoot, I can't remember exactly how it goes. But, um, oh, it's going to come to me in 10 minutes, probably, <laughs> uh, out of the blue. But, um, yeah, just just owning, no, owning, your, sh- owning your own shit uh, your own stuff, because that's all you can control, and right. how yeah. you respond to things. Right. You can't yeah. control what other people think of you or how they're going to mm-hmm. treat you. Mm-hmm. Um, all you can do is respond mm-hmm. with dignity. Yeah. Whether or not they deserve respect or not is not your problem. Correct. Wow. Just that's one take thing. ownership, and I and then you're, then that. you're touchless or yeah. touchless. That's not the word. <laughs> um, then you're invincible. Untouchable. Yeah. Okay. I mean, one of my biggest statements in life is control what you can control. Yes. That I don't even, I've never read that book, but mm. that's just been one of my philosophies is like, mm-hmm. if it's outside of my realm of control, mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah. Mm. I just simply don't care. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. ultimately, I didn't make the decision. Mm-hmm. And if it's my decision to make, I will own that decision. Mm. But if it's not, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> control what you can control. Everything mm-hmm. else is not your problem. Right. Yeah. To yeah. a degree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so be empathetic. Yeah. But just mm. don't care. <laughs> You're coming off a little yeah. strong there. <laughs> exactly. Uh, be kind. Yeah. Still be kind. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. So. Very cool. Yeah. So you're going to con. Yes. I'm headed back. That's awesome. Yeah, back. This is your second round. I know, this second guy. Round. Second round. Just ridiculous. So round number two. He was partying two. on a yacht with, who was it, Dr. Dre last time? <laughs> it was someone. Well, I was on, I was on the Weisses. The Weisses? Weisses. Uh, a Weinstein, pardon me. Weinstein's, Weinstein's. Weinstein's. Oh, Harvey Weinstein. Oh my goodness, Weinstein's. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. That was interesting, but golden cigars, just yeah, golden cigars were great. Um, <laughs> that was at a different hotel, but I think the biggest thing about Cannes is that the one if you ever go, okay. and I highly recommend you both go. Okay. Um, nobody knows who you are. Mm-hmm. But you are there for a reason. Mm-hmm. You have a badge for a reason. <clears throat> so use that. Okay. They don't know if you're a director. They mm-hmm. don't know if you're a producer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't know if you're the next top shit director of photography. Okay. Yeah. So if you sit down next to them and they're having a coffee, talk to them. Mm. Wow. What are they going to do? The yeah. worst thing they can say is, I'm too busy. I don't want to talk. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have a great day. There's 30,000 of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they're all filmmakers, or they're all actors. Mm. Yeah. So there's no reason for you to be scared of talking to someone. Because mm. the worst thing they can do is tell you to screw off. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? So that's one thing. Go for it. You're untouchable. That's the word I was thinking of. <laughs> yes. Touchless. You're See, untouchable. it all came in. Yeah. It's all there. It all came together. Oh that's exactly right. <laughs> I like that. Nice. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm totally right in that way if you're, if you're coasting there. So yeah. I think that's one of the biggest things I learned mm. is that when you're there, mm. nobody knows who you are, so make an impression. It's mm. literally a blank slate. Mm. At least your first round. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Your yeah. second round, maybe not so much. You may yeah. know a couple more people. But mm-hmm. the first round, talk to everyone. Nice. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you did that in your first round? As best as I could, mm-hmm. from the parts I remember. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I remember everything. Uh-huh. I think. Right. <laughs> um, I would say the biggest thing is you never know who you're going to meet or who's yeah. going to be sitting next to you. Mm-hmm. So you always have to be one of three things. Either you have to be dumb and stupid so you don't screw anything up. Mm-hmm. You have to be ridiculously smart and like on top of your shit. Mm-hmm. Or you have to be so drunk and they're hopefully they're so drunk mm-hmm. that it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I mean, that's, I found myself in positions where like I happened to go to a dinner that ran into this rapper from the UK that was tied to this American oil billionaire that <laughs> happened to be making a music video on his boat and then like, oh, we're going to go to this club down the road. Do you want to come? <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Sounds like a party. Yeah. Okay, we'll be here at this time. Okay. Oh, well, you have to wait in the line. Just come in with us through VIP. Then we'll go to get bottle service. Then Akon's performing and Kendall oh Jenner's behind you. Oh, yeah, the Kendall Jenner story. Kendall Jenner, so Kylie Jones. I don't know. I don't know which one it was. <laughs> I'm sorry, girlfriend. You know which one it was. I don't know. I'm sorry. I just don't. <laughs> wow. So, but that's what I mean. Yeah. It's like everything is chance mm-hmm. and everything is just being open to it's go. saying yes it's yeah. saying yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's this really great youtube channel yes theory have you ever watched them mm-hmm. yes theory oh yes no sorry <laughs> that's, but that's basically what they do sure, they sure, literally sure. just go around in la hmm. and they say yes hmm. to whatever it is okay they take random bets and they just do it wow you should watch it okay it's killer yeah it's yeah. actually really fun mm-hmm. yeah. very inspirational Hmm. <laughs> Good mana. <laughs> yeah. That's what I love about um, back on uh, the older ID10T podcast. So when mm-hmm. Hardwick could talk about like you know how imp- the secret to improv is yes mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. not no but, but yes mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the my quest for personal development, I can see that being mm-hmm. a good life philosophy as well. Sure, because yes. you never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, just say yes and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Figure yeah. it out from there. Exactly. But don't put yourself in bad situations. Right. Yes. Be mindful. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> control what you can control. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Indeed. Nice. Yes, yes, yes. So is there anyone from Cannes that you met last year that you're, like, looking to hook up with again? Yes and no. Um, I think I'm still going with an open mind. I want to meet as many people gotcha. as I possibly so can. So you're treating it as like the first time again. But I'm switching my mindset. I'm switching yeah. my goals. So the first year when I went, it was just to get a feel for everything. I wanted to see who was there, how to approach it. You know, if yeah. I had to film in the movie or film in the festival four or five, ten years later, mm-hmm. yeah. what would I do? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and being blessed with the opportunity to go back two years later now, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, what's the goals for the next three to four years because now it's a little bit more achievable. Mm-hmm. You know, you're coming in with a little bit of a resume. You're coming yeah. in with 
some foreground knowledge to what this festival looks like. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one of the top three festivals in the world. Mm-hmm. How do you approach someone that's selling multi-million dollar films? Yeah. You know what I mean? They, I mean, it's a huge international sales place. That's mm-hmm. what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you go in with that mindset, I think it helps you kind of build networking and build connections in the right way. Because it's also, yeah. it's it, sure, it's a, everything is about films. We're all there mm-hmm. for the arts of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's no yeah. doubts about it. Sure. Yeah. But beyond that, I would say, I mean, I don't know the exact number. I'm not going to quote statistics over here. But mm-hmm. like 45% of the total films internationally sold are processed at Cannes. Within the fir- within the first week, mm-hmm. it's a two week festival, and by the end of the first week, everyone's gone. Like sixty wow. percent of the festival's gone because they've already sold their stuff. They're already wow. done. Mm-hmm. They already processed all their deals. Millions mm-hmm. of dollars is already gone. Wow! So and this happens everyone, at coffee shops. It happens or, at coffee shops. Yeah. It happens in pavilions. It happens uh, in conference rooms. It's everywhere. Gotcha. Yeah. Conference think, rooms in hotels? What does yeah. it look like? Oh, okay, okay. Well, um, I mean, if you're if you look <laughs> yeah, up can can, can sorry conference rooms. <laughs> I keep on saying con. <laughs> I, I did not have to pronounce it for a while. Yeah, yeah same. And it wasn't until I got there. I, or, I have another funny story. Can yeah. or no can? No, exactly. <laughs> hey, did I just steal the punchline? <laughs> no. Okay, good. But I have, I have a super interesting story. Okay, are you ready for this? I'm oh yeah. Interested. I don't think I've told this story. Oh. To very many people. Okay. Love it. It's not something I'm proud of. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I was working in Cannes, I was working the membership booth. Okay. And when I was working membership, there was like three mm-hmm. of us, and then one of us was pointing security, <laughs> quote unquote security. Mm-hmm. You're just making sure that the people have the right badge to come into the pavilion because um, yeah. it's a paid membership mm-hmm. to get into this place. Mm-hmm. So I was working security, and my instructions were if they don't have X, Y, or Z, don't let them in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 21-ish. I think <laughs> I was 21 then. Yeah. Ish. And uh, I don't really know. I don't know, like, who's the director of the festival? I have no idea. Oh, no. What did you do, John? And so, like, <laughs> this whole group of people come swarming in. Uh-huh. And they have a film accreditation, obviously. That's how they got into this back area. Okay. But they don't have the pavilion badge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, guys, like, I'm so sorry. Like, I just can't let you in. And they're like, do you know who this is? And it, it's not the dude. It's the chick standing next to the dude. I'm like, uh-huh. no. <laughs> like, you don't know who this man is? Oh my God. No, I, I couldn't tell you. I, I'm <laughs> sure he's important, but you have to have X, Y, and Z to get in here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, well, never mind then. If, uh, if, they don't wanna, if you don't want to let him in, that's fine. We'll just go somewhere else. Aye, aye, aye. Okay, well, have a great day. <laughs> <laughs> totally not a day, you know, whatever. I can't control you. I don't you. really care. Yeah. You do what you want to do, you yeah. know. I'm not going to tell you yes or no. Uh-huh. I'm just going to tell you what I know. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, my supervisor at the time came over and she's like, "Who? do you know who that was? And I was like, no. Who was that? She's like, that was the director of the Cannes Film Festival. Like, the tippity top, the president of the uh, film festival. Oh, oh sure. And I was like, really? That's cool. He didn't have a badge. <laughs> and he's like, it doesn't matter. Like, they should just be let in. I was like, well, you didn't tell me that. Yeah, How am I supposed to know? Give me a photo. Well, this yeah. is like a VIP list. This is who you should be Hello? on your eyes out for. Yeah. So we chase him down. <laughs> 
he's like gone down to the Russian pavilion at this point, I think. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, excuse me, sir. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You know, and, and the secretary comes, don't talk to him. Who are you to talk to him? I'm like, well, you know, it's, it's kind of my fault they didn't get into the American Pavilion. I apologize. I just wanted to say I'm sorry. I didn't know who you were. I'm a 21-year-old student mm-hmm. working the festival from the other side of the world. Uh-huh. I don't even speak French. You know, I'm so sorry. He's like, no, it's okay. It's okay. I'll come back. And when I come back, you will give me tour. In French. I don't know how he's saying it. Sounded, it sounded a little, you know, that was, that was sound a little Middle Eastern, but, you know, give me a tour. Um, I was like, okay, fantastic. And the secretary just, like, stormed off. But he came back. And then I, he met, liked I met up with the owner, and I met up with the director yeah. of the film, yeah. of Cannes, and we walked around the pavilion. Nice. Wow. Oh my God. So that was my opportunity now? No. Oh, okay, okay. This time it was they needed someone to fill for a tutor. But that's not his son? No, that was uh, that was the director of the actual film festival. This is the CEO of the pavilion. Mm. Gotcha. Gotcha. A little bit smaller, still big. Mm. Still big. I mean she was the first one to start the pavilion on the entire row. Wow. Thirty years ago. I mean, talk about now every an innovative filmmaker yeah. and saleswoman and businesswoman to basically go to this massive film festival that mm-hmm. was dominated by men hmm. mm-hmm. and just start something. Nice. And then the whole world just followed suit. Whoa. Like, that's so freaking cool and something to look up to yeah. Yeah. every day. Tell me what happens at a pavilion. What is yeah. it? All I see is like I, a gazebo you know, on the side of the street. It really <laughs> depends because um, most of the pavilions there are the film commissions or they're the um, affiliated companies. So like if you go to the, uh, say, Russian pavilion, mm-hmm. they're trying to get you to come and film in Russia. Gotcha. Or if you go to the, uh, like the Canadian, the Canada, mm-hmm. Canadians, go to the Canada pavilion, mm-hmm. they're pushing their post-production houses. So they're trying to connect filmmakers that are making movies with the right resources mm-hmm. and get them mm-hmm. to be like, incentivized, oh, to, yeah, incentivized to come uh, for the tax breaks yeah. and so forth. Okay. The American Pavilion is the only one that's a little bit different because we're actually a hospitality pavilion. Mm. So you have a membership, you come in, and we have Wi-Fi, we have food. It's like a full-service bar. Mm. Um, you can go and have meetings, and then we have a full itinerary of different... Uh, people that come in and, sh- and talk and there's oh, a wow. mini film festival within the larger film festival. Huh. So it's really more of a meeting place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's all, there's the actual American uh, film commission that's there as well. They have okay. the salesy yeah. part too. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Oh, wow. So. Wow. Wild. So yeah, wild. Awesome. We got to go. It's Clint. a different, yeah. it's a different <laughs> world. Yeah. It huh. blows my mind the caliber of people that are there. No mm-hmm. doubt. Every, in every way. And the amount of craziness that's there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like They're all just looking to party, too. That's right? it, that's exactly right. Yeah. 100%. They all work all year, mm-hmm. just like we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Everyone just wants to party. Mm-hmm. That's what the whole point is. Wow. They line up their giant boats like, oh, whose party are you going to on this boat? Oh, and then I'm going to go to this you know hotel party. I'm going to this <laughs> VIP, X, Y, and Z. Whoa. So, after parties. That's where oh, you meet that's people. Where, <laughs> that's where you meet because they're drunk enough to talk to you, uh, right? <laughs> they're drunk. They want to get to know other people. Like, yeah. If you give them the time of day to just listen, mm. that's my other thing. Listen. Mm. Don't talk. Listen. Mm-hmm. 
Everyone wants to talk about themselves. Mm-hmm. Like I'm on here right now. <laughs> hey. And you guys are listening. Yeah. So. And they're listening too. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> no, this um, is good stuff. This is juicy. Yeah. We're loving so, it. This is rad. At yeah. the after parties, listen. Mm. And then eventually once they get drunk enough, you know, Joe Moffat gave me the best advice before I went to Cannes. Yeah. The absolute best advice. Mm. He said, never be the drunkest person in the room. Never be the most sober person in the room either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's two reasons for it. Because yeah. if you're too sober, you're not having fun. Yeah. Mm. And if you're too sober, people are going to know. You're mm. going to stand out like a sore thumb. Yeah. So be moderately inebriated. Yes. Buzzed. <laughs> Slightly <laughs> buzzed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> buzzed enough to talk uh-huh. is what I would say. Mm. But don't be line. so turnt yeah. <laughs> that you're falling over. Or that pe- that you're sticking out like a sore thumb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you see some of those? Oh yeah, Ooh. oh yeah, yeah. The people that are puking outside of the yeah. Wow, in like fish tuxedos. And oh stuff? yeah, Ooh. all the time. It's fish food. What, what is fish food? Food but, for the fish, literally. Oh. Over the boat. <laughs> Over the boat. Oh. <laughs> in the ecosystem. Oh. Yeah. 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 Wow. So you have to balance that fine line. Find someone that's just drunker than you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then talk. Mm-hmm. And then listen. Oh, what, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. But don't pull a wine scene. Don't pull a wine scene. Yeah. And not not in that way. Not in that way. <laughs> <coughs> let me explain why. You really can't use that anymore. No, let me pull explain. Pull a little wine <laughs> Because so, wine scene at that time. This is before everything came out. Like yeah. Right before. Um. Yeah. Right. It before. was like right before. Yeah. And crazy. he was having an event on his boat, and I happened to. Be on the millionaire oil dude's boat who said he was going over to the wine scene's boat. So we mm-hmm. walked over to the wine scene boat. And we're sitting on the couch, and he's sitting across from me. Mm-hmm. And, like, I cl- I know him. I mean, I haven't yeah. talked to him, but, like, I know who he is. Of course, mm-hmm. his face You is should everywhere. know who that man is, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was just sitting And there. the dude next to me doesn't know who he is. Mm-hmm. He has no idea. Mm-hmm. And... Weinstein looks over and is talking to his kid, and the guy's like, oh, so, like, what are you doing here at the festival? That's what he's asking Weinstein. What? <laughs> I thought Weinstein asked him that. No, that's no what the way. kid asked Weinstein. Hmm. And he looked at him, he's like, oh, well, you know, I'm here for the festival. I'm here for the movies. I'm here to make money, you know, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but you don't know who I am, do you? And the kid's like, no. He's like, well, do you know whose boat you're on? He's like, yeah, I'm on the Weinstein's boat. Huh. And he's like... Yeah, I'm Weinstein, and you can get the fuck off my boat. Oh. And this kid just, security escorted him out. Mm. Jeez. And I was like, oh, don't, don't, just know who you're talking to. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, know who you're talking to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And respect them. Mm Mm-hmm. Respect. Well, that's hard. You're you're never gonna know everyone in the entertainment business. Sure. So respect everyone. Respect everyone, and if they don't want to talk to you, or if you don't know who they are, don't look dumb. Yeah. Just be you know respectful to that. Mm -hmm. Don't go to places that you don't know the owners to, (laughs) Mm -hmm. or someone that's affiliated with. Yeah. Yeah. So it's back doors. God, it's so scary. So, are you like rocking the tux the whole time? No. Or a suit, Thank at least. Goodness. No. Because you can't really, you can't just walk on in a t-shirt. No. 
No, you couldn't. But it's not as formal as people think. Gotcha. Um, I'm imagining like champagne, glamour, glitz, You would think diamonds. so, but it's actually like La Don Julio. <laughs> lots of Jameson. <laughs> people okay. are so casual for yeah. the most part, unless you're at like the tippity tops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's still drinking Johnny Walker. Huh. It's, it's nothing crazy. Yeah. Um, there are the crazy moments when they pull out the giant bottles of Dom. Like mm. the giant magnum bottles Oof. of Dom Perignon wow. and Belvedere and, and that thousand stuff. Thousand dollars a pop. But you're not buying that. Right. Mm-hmm. You may enjoy it, but you're not buying it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spend other people's money. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> Write this down, Cliff. Yeah, this no, is our future. That's the goal. <laughs> Don't spend your own money at those festivals. Yeah. Spend out other people's. Mm-hmm. Indeed. <laughs> Hopefully, this isn't archived. Yeah. People are going to quote me on this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ten years from now, Josh. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just be smart. Be shrewd. Be mm. lamb in wolf's clothing. Yeah. No, a wolf in lamb's clothing. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> when I or lamb in wolf's clothing, even better. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Um, when I go out there, I have three suits, a tuxedo, uh, a couple pairs of slacks, and mostly dress shirts and mm-hmm. jeans mm-hmm. and khakis. So um, dress shirt and jeans is like the normal wear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, when you're just day-to-day stuff, it's likely going to be just, you know, jeans, khakis, and mm-hmm. a dress shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, most of the film screenings at night aren't actually tuxedo oh, really? attire. Okay. So only the 6 p.m. and the 9 p.m. showings are what they call smoking jacket. And on mm-hmm. the ticket itself, it labels if it's a smoking jacket required event hmm. and that's when you wear your tux <laughs> <laughs> i know and apparently wow. there's a difference between the tuxedo and a smoking jacket clearly yeah which i didn't know huh uh, what is things. the difference i couldn't tell you <laughs> all i know is i have a tuxedo and then it works for the smoking jacket and it works huh. okay okay so but there is a difference yeah huh. If someone wants to explain it to me in the well, comments. Well, smoking jacket yeah. is... <laughs> Comment below if you know what the difference is. When I think yeah. of smoking jacket, I think like someone red velvet. Cigar, yeah. yeah. You know, red velvet, gold trim. Yeah. Uh-huh. Point out the cigar. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Um, mm. But then every other showing, because they have showings for every movie. Like if a film premieres the next day from like 9 a.m. to mm. like 4 p.m., there's showings mm. of mm. the same film. And that's all like you can go in, don't go in... This or like jeans and, and a dress shirt, but mm. going to suit. Mm. Okay. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. And it's not like prom dress for women either. Okay. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think obviously when you have the actors and and the talent and there and so forth, they're mm. in a little bit more formal attire than what mm-hmm. you. Because there's paparazzi sure. and. Yeah, I mean, everyone wants to look good. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. where the, a lot of trends are set for the. Following that's why I year. ask about mm. this. Yeah, because it's it's like trends starting. I'm pulling out and... one trend. I'm trying. I bought a burgundy suit. Oh. Burgundy. burgundy. Okay. Oh, I can see it. I know. Yeah. I know. You've rocked the blue before, yeah? I've rocked the blue. Mm-hmm. Like kind of a lighter the navy. blue. The navy. Yeah. But this is like a full-on burgundy Ooh. suit. Okay. And apparently it's just like hot style now. Okay. So we're yeah. going to have to see. Yeah. What kind of undershirt you got for it? Or like dress shirt? I'm just doing white. Okay. You got to do something that pops. Burgundy's a little intense. So you got to yeah. tame it back. Mm. Well, I'm thinking like, what about a pink? No? Ooh, like, like a pink pastel, and burgundy. Pastel pink and you got the burgundy over? That's hot. I'm not that crazy. Huh. <laughs> I, I, I can't yeah. pull that off. That's some like childish Gambino shit. I'm know. not childish Gambino. Uh, <laughs> That's true. I'm also not, you know, down in June or anything like that. Maybe <laughs> The Rock did it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Which shout out to The Rock. Congratulations on your uh, times. Did you see that today? No, I didn't see it. Mm. Times Magazine? The, the Times Magazine listed The Rock as one of the most 
the 100 most influential people. So I was like, huge shout out I to see Polynesian it. filmmakers. Yeah. Hell yeah. You're killing it. Rampage. Yeah. So good. And just finished <laughs> filming Jumanji too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, How come they're only man? here for a week? What's, well, what's the dish? To, well, the back, <laughs> the behind the scenes story from what I at least know, but that I can't necessarily discuss everything, mm-hmm. is that Hawaii being the back lot to uh, the mainland, we, yeah. everyone shoots here for just the exterior locations. Yeah. So, that is like one major downside. You got a whole Jumanji 2 and you're only here for a week. A week, right. Everything else was shot in Atlanta. It's all and, indoor. Oh, it's uh, Alaska. Right? Oh. They're in, was it Alaska? They're in Calgary. Okay. Huh. Or in Toronto. Pardon me. Toronto. Toronto, Canada, Atlanta, and then now they're, they shot here for a week. Mm. So. Okay. okay. It was just like Triple Frontier last year though. Mm. Triple yeah. was here for, I think a month or two. Yeah. Then they flew over to California for Big Bear. Mm-hmm. Or summit or some mammoth was that what they call it mammoth? Yeah, I've David heard of mammoth. Yeah, it's one of those. That's a thing. And then they flew down to, to Columbia. Yeah, so sick. That was so fun to watch Triple Frontier, yeah. man. So awesome. Did you have any hand in that? Uh, I was a additional sepia on second unit for three days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did one day in locations, and I'll ref that hard too. It was so such a cool set. We were so shooting cool. RTL at the same time, and a couple of my actors were. Oh, yeah. Oh, bouncing going, over? Yeah. That's Were they standings cool. and all that fun stuff, too? Was uh, Wolf on there? Well, I don't know. If, I don't think... I don't know. I, I, I know I know for sure Jason Quinn mm-hmm. and Matt Chapman. I want to say a couple others, too. I'm yeah. not sure. Nice. I remember yeah. seeing Jason's name in the credits. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I knew so many people in there. I You're like, right. I know that person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know that person, too. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good time. Cool, oh, cool, so cool. fun. So speaking of Triple Frontier yeah. and it being a Netflix production, yes, and you're getting pretty well steeped into the the film and TV biz, yes. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on uh, the the disruptive influence of streaming, uh, especially? Well, I don't know about especially, and we keep coming back to it, but like the idea that it has to run in a theater house, like mm-hmm. you'd be eligible for certain awards, or it'd be called a film, or mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And what do you think is future? Of the I industry? disagree. Strongly. Okay. Wait. Love wait, it. I, I I think streaming is going to be <clears throat> the future of mm. everything. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're looking at it from a distribution <clears throat> perspective, there's literally a giant line item that says for future sales mm. and undetermined sales, mm-hmm. which basically means that you are you can literally sell the rights to your movie to something that hasn't been done yet. Yeah. And you can profit from it. Mm-hmm. That's all money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh so Netflix is doing really great things because now they're doing originals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're not just picking up other things. So originally they were having to pay licensing deals. Right. For X amount of time they would have something. Mm-hmm. Now they just have it. They're building a library mm-hmm. of stuff. Yeah. Whether it's great, whether it's not, they're building a library. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And people are eating it up. Too. And people like are eating triple, it up. Like Triple, like Stranger Things. Triple Frontier, Stranger Things, yeah. um, The Order. There's like a whole bunch of them that have been coming out lately that's yeah. just Netflix originals. Yeah. yeah. And Hulu originals. Yes. Mm-hmm. My fear now with streaming platforms mm-hmm. is Disney Go. Uh, Disney or Plus. Disney Ooh, now. I've been Disney hearing Plus. a lot about that. Yeah. That terrifies me. Yeah. And the reason is, is because they control so many different mm. areas. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it's going to impact the others. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, if I go to, if I watch Netflix on my house, their cost is going up, which yeah. means I'm paying more for their production. Mm-hmm. But now I also have to pay more to get my Marvel movies uh-huh. on Disney Plus. Yeah. And 
Or you could just Netflix play, doesn't have it. Buy the Blu-rays. <laughs> DVD sales have gotten way down. I know. Mm-hmm. Like a, a major factory just shut down. Actually, that that produces the discs. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Or I, I think it's Samsung. Oh, wow. I'm not a wow. Blu-ray person. Yeah. I actually don't own a DVD player oh. at all. I'm one of those too. <laughs> I don't yeah. even own a cable tape, like a cable mm. box. Yeah. Mm. I got a PS4, so if I had, yeah, had to, you, you know. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, but mm. well, that's that's a tangent thing. Yeah. I like physical media. You know, even if you're yes. like, yes. you know, a disc, you know, at a least. A book over a Kindle. Anyway. Maybe it'll come back. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm it, sure it Give will. it 10, 15 years, you know. It's like record like players? Well, yeah. already. Player. Yeah, to um, yeah, <laughs> go off on a little tangent, like, uh, there are instances where you could, like, buy songs on iTunes. Right. And then, like, the rights or something get revoked, maybe, like, at the end of some kind of term or something. Mm-hmm. And then you lose access to that music. Yeah. Oh, wow. That you purchased. And since it's, like, you know, intangible... Um, oh. Unless you downloaded it yeah. and burned it to a CD, you know, then, uh, then it's gone. And take it from their library or buy it again. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I like having something you can hang on to that's not um, internet connection dependent. Yeah. Because one of these days the cloud is going to rain. Are you just pulling yeah. off? You're, you're going off the grid from me here. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be like ready. It sounds like you got to have like. I mean, I don't want to have hard drives in my house. I have way too many of those to mm. begin with. Mm. You know what I mean? Physical hard drives drive me nuts. Yeah. I think I have almost 50 terabytes of hard drives <laughs> in my house, which isn't that much. Yeah. But that's a scary amount of stuff mm. to have sure. at your house. Sure, sure. Because I never know if that fire... Gotta have big enough safe. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. That, well, that's the blessing and curse of the digital age. Is yeah. uh, On one hand, it makes filmmaking so much more accessible to everyone. Right. Uh, on the other hand, it... You, you can kind of lose the value of the filmmaking process because mm-hmm. you can do so much and not have to worry about running out of film. Mm-hmm. Right. It takes a lot longer to run out of um, memory yeah. card space right. than uh, you know film. Unless you're shooting mm-hmm. 8K. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God. But even then, like, oof, uh, what are you doing for a living? <laughs> but um, Nat Geo. I want to pull out some Nat Geo. Oh, uh, uh, by the I mean, was it the the new Life thing came out on Netflix? What's it called? Oh, yeah, Planet Earth? No, no, uh, planet. Yeah, planet. Our, our planet. Our planet. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. That, that thing is The nuts. one with the walruses? I heard okay. about those walruses. Okay. Funny thing about the walruses, though. Yeah. Do, you, do you know what we're talking you about? You partied with the McCann? No, do you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, but you, so everyone's talking about this. Have you seen it? Uh-huh. Okay, so there's this. I'm not, I don't want to ruin it for you. I don't want to ruin it for the people out there. This is a spoiler alert. Pause for five seconds if you don't <laughs> yes. want to hear what we're going to talk about with walruses. Okay. Wallaces, they're climbing the cliff face, uh-huh. and then they fall off and they die. Oh, jeez. Okay? They're, it's not like a casual fall. It's like yeah. 60 or 70 feet, these wallaces are falling and dying. Because oh, the ice has re- receded so much. Oh. It's just That's cliff. That's what they say. Uh-huh. That's what they say. Uh-oh. Now, the conspiracy theory is, is that this happened in, they were filming this in 2017. Okay. And yes, climate change did have an effect on it, but at the same time, at the very, what is the last scene of that moment? Do you remember? I didn't see it. I just heard about it. Okay. So the last scene <laughs> in that sequence is a polar bear coming up and eating the carcasses of the walrus mm. or the walry. I don't. What is plural, <laughs> what is plural <laughs> walrus? Okay. So the theory is is that they did this thing called violence porn, mm. and violence porn is basically like in, incentivizing the audience to feel something towards something else by showing violence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's incentivizing violence. Mm. 
the uh, the behind the scenes story is that the polar bears realized that these walruses were climbing up to the top of the cliff and they were hungry. Mm-hmm. So they went to the top of the cliff, scared the walrus off. The walrus falls and dies. And then the polar bear goes down and eats the walrus. Oh. So you see what I'm saying? Okay. So sure, the over or the, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, voiceover is saying mm-hmm. that these walrus are just falling to their death because they don't know what else to do. They have to get food. Huh. Is that true? Or is it that the polar bears were just hunting them and they thought of a smart way? Hmm. Because if a polar bear incentivized, or not incentivized, but pushed a walrus off to get food, you would automatically feel empathy towards the polar bear because you realize the polar bear is hungry, mm. right? And mm-hmm. the walrus is just part of that chain. Yeah. yeah. But if a walrus climbs to the cliff face and then falls off because of, oh, it had to get food, like you're going to feel empathy towards a walrus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So from a filmmaker's perspective, mm. as a director, mm-hmm. how do you talk about the, how, where do you want your empathy to be driven towards your audience? Yeah. And how do you do it ethically? Uh-huh. You're telling me that those walruses could have made it up the cliff, no problem, if they hadn't seen the I'm bear? no walrus expert. <laughs> I am not a scientist. And I haven't seen the cliff, so I can't really fight this. But I'm not a scientist. They, with their flippers, they can get up the cliff? Well, I mean, they do it either. I mean, they show the walrus they climbing were half up, up the cliff. I see. You know what I mean? They get yeah. to the top either way. Mm. But a lot of people are saying they're just like sunbathing or they're just hanging out. What is on one... A cliff goes down one side. Uh-huh. What's on the other side of this cliff? Mm-hmm. Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> you two are so cute. <laughs> There's either like... Are you telling me this thing is like a giant monument? Oh, uh, yeah. You know, there has to be land on one side. Otherwise, why is, are they climbing up? <laughs> why yeah. else would they climb up? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. They can swim. Just swim around. So I, I'm just saying, like, hmm. it, to me, it's incentivizing violence, huh. and see. it's getting the audience to feel bad for the walrus, mm-hmm. which is great and all. Everyone should help the walrus. Everyone should help wildlife. I'm mm. not saying don't. I'm just saying, at the same time, help the polar bears that aren't eating, yeah, mm-hmm. because their polar ice is shrinking too. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This is not just a one-hit wonder type yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Everyone feels bad for the walruses. No one cares about the polar bears. No one cares about the polar bears. <laughs> oh, so Even though polar bears we've been talking about for 10 years. Yeah. That's true. I mean, you see the photo of the polar bear, like, all so skinny. skinny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, heart-wrenching. So mm-hmm. sad. So. Hmm. So what are we supposed to do to make a difference? What can we do? Oh, I can't tell you. I've, yeah. I don't have do you ever feel that drive as, like, as a filmmaker to use your powers to... No. Make a difference? No. <laughs> <laughs> All I see are digits and zeros. Yeah, okay. So yes and no. I'm incentivized by the story. Mm. So if you have a story that is meaningful in a way that it pushes people to think in a bipartisan way, that's what I like. Mm. I don't like movies that polarize you. Mm. And I don't like movies that try to determine someone else's decision making for them. Mm-hmm. That's why I am very cautious about documentaries because mm-hmm. a lot of times it's only presenting one side. Yeah, that shit's um, edited. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're they. I mean, that's something that um, Marlene talks about all the time. Mm-hmm. Where are you driving your story towards? Yes. Where are you driving your documentary towards? And for me, it's where can we create this dual perspective? Because there's mm-hmm. two sides to every story. Sure. Um, and I want to see both sides. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. See. So, I don't know. 
And you think with narratives, that's the best way to do it, I guess. I guess so. I mean, if you... How many movies have you seen where you see both the protagonist and the antagonist's side? Hmm. I want to say a few, but I couldn't think of an example. So (laughs) one of the best examples that I can think of is The Handmaid's Tale, which is a Japanese-Korean film. Mm -hmm. I saw it a couple years back. And what's interesting is that it portrays protagonist really, really well. Mm -hmm. But it also shows the antagonist. Mm -hmm. And you don't know which one is which. Mm. at all nice so it's very european in Mm. that way that you may start in section c of the movie Mm -hmm. and then you learn section a that connects to d that's then (laughs) filled in by b that Uh leads you to e it's not like the american filmmaking which is just abc like this happened this happened so that happened Uh you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so by not knowing who's the protagonist and who's the antagonist Mm -hmm. you're able to develop a bipartisan look at what these characters are doing mm. you know what I mean yeah so with that in mind filmmaking to me should be an experience mm. and should tell a story about what someone else is going through mm-hmm. on both sides mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think of the best way to do that in a movie yeah you know what I mean yeah that's why I really liked Hey Hawaii because you saw it from both sides mm-hmm. yeah you know what I mean it's the same thing with Malka. Yeah. yeah. You I'm saw good. it in Last Taxi Dance. Mm-hmm. Like, all three of the movies that I was some way affiliated with last year shows both sides of this of the coin. Yeah. And I think Hawaii specifically is a great place to see both sides of the coin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We are at the epicenter of so many different cultures and so many different people mm-hmm. that you can literally see everything yeah. in, that, in some type of way. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. So you think about writing in the future? No. <laughs> I wish. You're really strong about that. I wish I could that. be a writer. Yeah. Um, I'm not a good screenwriter. Yeah. But I want to be better. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how to write very well. Mm-hmm. I'm someone that just kind of flows mm-hmm. with stuff, mm-hmm. um, which doesn't calculate to a great screenwriter. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe you're more of like a cultivator, so you can look at a good script, yeah. or look at a script and know if it's good or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I, and I think that is kind of what the end game is for me. Yeah. That's an. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How about my tickets? Did you? Yes. <laughs> I'm going next Thursday. Yeah. You're so cute. I'm so excited. Um, eventually, I'd like to be an executive producer. Hell yeah. And uh, mm. this relates all the way back to the very beginning when we were talking about what do these different producers do. Mm-hmm. Um, and executive producers in movies are very different from executive producers on TV. Mm-hmm. And producers on movies are very different from producers on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and as an executive producer on a movie, you can be one of two things. You can be someone that's providing the capital to make the movie mm-hmm. or finding people that have the capital to make the movie. Mm-hmm. So you're finding investments, you're finding the funders, essentially. Okay. Or the EP will go and they'll find a really good screenwriter mm-hmm. or a really good script. And then they're like, okay, the script's really good, but you're a really good director. Mm-hmm. Director, you're going to work with a script. And then you work really well with this DP. Mm. So then you three are going to get together. Now that I have you three together, I know this actor would be perfect for this. Mm-hmm. So you're going to work with this actor. Okay, now I got a director, DP, a script, and an actor. Mm. I'm going to go to these three people that like this person as an actor and that's affiliated with this distribution company, and they're going to give me $15 million. Mm. And then we're going to make it. Amazing. 
It's not that easy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not <laughs> but easy as that. In, the principle. I, in a way, that's the principle of it. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So the ultimate goal is to have capital to provide or to throw into a movie mm-hmm. and then make it. Mm-hmm. So if people are really good at writing stuff, I want to find them, connect them with the other right people, mm-hmm. and then throw them money. Mm-hmm. And then make money on the backside. Mm. Yeah. So cool. That's a goal. Super Goals, cool. dude. Yeah. But you gotta have like the two chains to yeah. make that happen. Right? Yeah. It doesn't just happen overnight. No. So indeed not. Unless you know the right people. Right. Like, if you're a millionaire and you're watching this, <laughs> Josh Lee. <laughs> hit me up. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got a couple of projects you want to see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, you do. Can you talk cool. about what's coming up in your next year? I think everything is to be determined. Gotcha. Uh, mm-hmm. I live in a in a state of when the right place calls, I go. Mm. Um, and I think that is important in our field. Mm-hmm. Too often times, people in the film world get so caught up with their wanting to do something. Like, they just like, I want to do this, and that's all I want to do. Right. Yeah. Or I'm going to do this, and that's it. Mm. Yeah. But we live in uh, a film world where everything changes every day. Yeah. So you can never depend on what's coming down the road. You gotta be flexible. That's you so have to true. be flexible yeah. and you have to be okay with being not in control. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's something that uh, as people that went to film school, I don't think we necessarily understand. Mm-hmm. You know, we were thinking, oh, I went to film school, I can make movies. Yes. <laughs> but no. Right. <laughs> There are a lot of people that are in the film industry that did not go to school. Yes. And they judge the shit out of people that went to school oh. to make movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're like, mm-hmm. oh, it's like when you join a fraternity. <laughs> you know, oh, you paid to make friends? <laughs> oh, you paid a film school to make movies? <laughs> you <know? laughs> yep, yep. So you got you to gotta tame uh-huh. that back. Uh-huh. got to reel it in. Uh-huh. And then find people that you like working with. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. more often than not, I've found that if you find the right group of people, they will carry you mm. everywhere you go. It's the same way that Anne said in 310. It's the same way now. If you find, I mean, the Proud Soup that I worked underneath had worked with the same producer for 10 years. Oh, wow. wow. And that producer hired her on as a PA. Mm. And she's worked herself up to a Proud Soup. Nice. So, and that's why you just never know. If you mm-hmm. find the right people that you click with, follow them. Because mm-hmm. your friend's going to make a movie... That's going to lead you to making a movie, which is going to lead to someone you know making a movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you've all made movies together, so let's make it together. You know what I mean? Yeah. So film industry is one of the only ones I know that it's truly collaborative. Mm-hmm. In, in every essence of the word, it's yeah. 100% collaborative. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You may not get along with everyone you like or that you know. You may not agree with everyone's decision making. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, are you making a movie and... Are you having fun doing it? Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Do you love so, it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And do you love it? Yeah. yeah. You have yeah. to love what you do if you want to do this. That's so yeah. painful. It <laughs> is. And you have to be okay with not making money for a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. How long have we been talking? An hour and 20 I'm minutes. Fun. <laughs> You're such a great guest. Yeah, You're I'm really having awesome. fun. Why do, do we have to stop? Like, are we limited to X amount of time? Uh, yes and no. Um, I think I think maybe it's, now's a good time to maybe cut the live stream. Okay. Then we can keep talking for a little bonus mm-hmm. content. Okay. Which is still free for now. We're going <laughs> to work on figuring out monetization. Patreon. Yeah. we got to pay for Patreon. 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 <laughs> yes, exactly. You know Patreon? Um, yeah. It's like got the bare bones. 
Okay, well, explain it. I don't know that it's This functional. is selfless advertisement right here. <laughs> oh, shucks. Um, do it. Please I, do it. I, well, there's no reward tiers yet. You can just, like, support it. Hit up Cliff on Patreon. The Cliff. Faison Media. No, uh, oh. actually changed it. Uh, Patreon.com slash The Cliff Bailey. There you go. <laughs> and uh, look for a top comment pinned. Go donate. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> You gotta um, do it, man. You gotta be hit. Are you on Twitch or on Facebook right now? Uh, Facebook right now. Okay, yeah. you should hit up both. Yeah, yeah. Twitch and Twitch. Facebook. Okay, we're gonna cut the last stream now. We're gonna okay. we're gonna talk. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I apologize. Bye, Have a great night. Thank you. Um, oh, where can we follow you on social media? Oh, don't worry about that. Don't. Oh, okay. Okay. Just be Josh aware. Josh Lee, J-O-S-H-L-E-E. This is the man, oh the legend. Yes. Dude, I'm going to have you sign something on your way oh out God. so that I have your autograph. For once, we actually have the live stream <laughs> up, and we've got uh, Evan and Emma watching. Oh, God. No. So Evan Higa, Emma Daly, <laughs> Isaac Moreno, Wolf Council is going to represent no. RTL at the Maiden Hawaii Film Festival. Oh, um, is Wolf on there right now? Uh, I guess. He, he gave us the shaka. I said hi, Wolf. I worked with him on Magnum. So oh no, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've seen some of those pictures. Guy. He's a super great guy. So. Yeah. Um, okay. Thank you for Thanks. watching tonight. Bye. And uh, be sure to like the page, <laughs> like us on the socials, and uh, sign up for our email stuff if we have that set up. I don't even know yet. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, <damn it. laughs> ah! That's one more time. There we go.